This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. All right, Pastor, uh, next question uh, for, for the podcast has to do uh, with our statement on the Bible. And this is evangelical uh, churches, schools uh, have a statement that's similar to this. I want to read it for us. This comes from our mm-hmm. statement of faith at Founders Baptist Church. I have a question specifically about it. So our statement says this about the Bible. Because the Bible is the inspired, infallible, and inerrant Word of God in the original languages, passed down to us without change, it is the absolute and final authority on all matters. So it being the final authority on all matters is the thing, and, and, uh, and what that presupposes is that it, uh, God's word is without error, uh, hence the, the word inerrancy. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, uh, why do you believe in inerrancy? Where do you, where do you get this, this whole doctrine um, from the scriptures? And, uh, and maybe even if you, can, if you can mention a couple resources that you think are good for people to maybe devour um, to, to help articulate this view clearly. Well, one thing I want to say at the beginning is that the doctrine of inerrancy is accepted as a matter of faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way to prove it, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, it's a matter of, of belief. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's belief solidly grounded. First of all, the scriptures themselves make the claim yeah. that the Bible is the in testimony error. of the scripture, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says that all scripture is inspired by God. It's profitable. Let me just read it here instead of trying to quote it. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. Inspired by God. God breathed is, is the meaning of the term. The, the scriptures are the product uh, of God's own activity. Add to that Psalm 19, Psalm 119. Read those psalms. They celebrate the, the truthfulness of Scripture and the usefulness of Scripture and the authority of Scripture and the timelessness of Scripture. And so when you, when you read the Bible, the Bible makes the claim itself that it is absolutely truthful, absolutely pure, absolutely trustworthy. Well, from those Scriptures, we learn a story. We, we learn the story of, of man's existence, mm-hmm. his fall, his need for redemption, salvation. And we, we learn from the scriptures how God has chosen to save human beings, how, how the offer of salvation is, is uh, extended to us. And from that same book, we learn about the Savior, uh, the way that God saves human beings mm-hmm. is, is by his Son, the eternal Son of God, uh, Jesus of Nazareth. And so if, if the Bible's telling the truth, then, then Jesus of Na- and it is, then Jesus of Nazareth was and is truly God and truly human. Mm-hmm. God is completely truthful. The Bible makes that clear. Mm-hmm. God doesn't lie. So we can expect the Lord Jesus Christ to be, to be absolutely mm-hmm. correct in whatever he says. Well, when you read the scriptures, you find that our Lord believed in the inerrancy of scripture. Mm-hmm. He, he said that not one a uh, stroke of the law, not one True. letter would pass away until every, everything that was mm-hmm. spoken in the law of Moses was fulfilled. So he, he believed that the Bible was true down to the smallest letter, down to the smallest stroke. That's inerrancy. Your word is truth, the John 17 passage. Uh, Absolutely. Father, sanctify them in the truth. That's right. Your word is, is truth. The mouth of Jesus. 
So, so if I'm to, to trust in Jesus of Nazareth as the Messiah, as mm-hmm. the Son of God, as the Savior, I have to believe what, mm-hmm. what he believed, and mm-hmm. he believed the Bible to be inerrant. Mm-hmm. So when I take the testimony of Scripture, I see inerrancy. When I take the testimony of Christ, from, you know, mm-hmm. I learn from the Scriptures about him. When I take the testimony of Christ, I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Then when I consider the message of the Scriptures, you have, you have 66 books, you have 40 different authors, and you compare from Genesis to Revelation the message it is absolutely consistent with itself. Mm-hmm. And this is over a span of thousands of years. That's right, yeah. You know, yeah. our nation is 246 years old. And if you if you take ideas, cultural narratives from 1776 and you compare them to 2022, mm. they'll be alike in some ways, yeah. but they're going to be very unlike yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. That's just 246 years. Mm-hmm. So when you take thousands of years and the message is consistent, yep. consistent, consistent, consistent throughout, mm-hmm. dealing with all sorts of topics mm-hmm. and yet consistent with itself, that's, mm-hmm. that's an amazing testimony to the supernatural testimony mm-hmm. of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And then when I see the, the truthfulness of that message, you know, when you, when you study what the Bible teaches about human nature and you see that it's absolutely true in the way that men think, in the way that they speak, and what motivates them, the Bible's perfectly trustworthy and all those things. And, and if the Bible's accurate with respect to the negative things, this is what sin is, and these are the effects of sin, and this is how it shows up in humanity. I mean, read Romans 1 and what shows up following idolatry you know, immorality, sexual, a sexual revolution, a homosexual revolution, down mm-hmm. to the point of, of uh, sexual or, or moral insanity. And you see that happening in cultures as they turn away from God, turn away from Christ, turn away from the gospel. If all those negative things are true, then what about all the positive promises found in the Word of God? They're, they're equally true. And you meet with people who believe those promises and you hear the stories of the transformation of their lives and you see the good fruit for example, in families that build their lives and their existence on the truthfulness of Scripture. So, so you have the testimony of Scripture, the testimony of Christ. You have the consistency of the message throughout. You have the fruit mm-hmm. of the message, both negative and positive, that you can look at. And then where the Bible has been doubted, one, one of the things that's amazing to me is how often over time, uh, for example, archaeology has confirmed sure. the truthfulness of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I was reading recently about uh, you know when they discovered the Pool of Siloam, and mm-hmm. people had doubts about the mm-hmm. location of it, mm-hmm. located it differently than where the Bible described it. But then archaeology discovers it, yep. you know, hidden under some street or something, and there it was, yeah. just mm-hmm. like the Bible said. Mm-hmm. The same is true of the city of Nazareth. People doubted whether it was as the Bible describes it in the day of Jesus. There's mm-hmm. no historical record they would say of, of that kind of activity mm-hmm. in that location. Then archaeology, I think, in 2009, there's mm-hmm. this discovery that be, uh, of a home and various mm-hmm. things that confirm the testimony of Scripture. Yeah. This happens over and over again. Yeah, so taking all those things together mm-hmm. is a great testimony to the inerrancy mm-hmm. of Scripture. Now, you mentioned it in that statement. When we talk about inerrancy, we're talking about the original autographs. We're talking mm-hmm. about it as, as the authors of Scripture mm-hmm. wrote this down, that, that God was at work in and through the authors so that what they wrote was God-breathed. Right. They authored it. Their minds were at work. Their ideas were at work, but God uh, superintended the process in such a way that what was produced was perfect, perfectly true, perfectly trustworthy. 
the way God has preserved that for us mm-hmm. is really providential. Mm-hmm. No less supernatural, mm-hmm. but providential because he's preserved it for us through an explosion of manuscript evidence. Yeah, so you true. have all these manuscripts mm-hmm. that can be compared. You're yeah. going to find variations, but when you sure. compare them, scholars do in the right kind yeah. of way, you, you, see, you see what that original message was. So it's been mm-hmm. preserved for us, kept for us. Mm-hmm. And, and so we just want to make that clear. When you talk about the doctrine of inerrancy, we're talking about the original autographs. Someone could ask, why does that matter that the original autographs were inerrant if we don't have them anyway? And, and the answer is because if you're duplicating and preserving something that wasn't true in the beginning, then it's not true right now. But, but what was true in the begin- beginning has been kept and preserved through this process so that what we have is absolutely trustworthy in our hands. It is the Word of God, and we give Him, give him thanks for that. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about inerrancy. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the fact the Bible is truthful, it's pure, it's trustworthy, therefore it's authoritative where it speaks mm-hmm. God has spoken. Yeah, what I hear you saying, too, is that <clears throat> you said at the beginning, like, there's no way to really prove it, like, scientifically mm. to prove it, but, um, but by taking the internal testimony of Scripture, even what you say, what you said that Jesus has said about the Word of God, this is a matter of discipleship. It's, it's not just, uh, like, a, some scholarly investigation. That's exactly but right. To be a faithful disciple of, of Christ, we should affirm inerrancy. I, I, I do not believe you can reject the view that Jesus had of the Bible and have a right view of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, if, if your Jesus was wrong mm-hmm. about the Bible, he's not God yeah. in human flesh. Yeah. Even down to the authors, he mentions Moses over and over. He mentions David. Uh, even the stories of the Bible, even the fantastic ones, you might think, by, like the story of Jonah, um, all of these Jesus affirmed as true. It's, it is right. amazing, isn't it, how often that the illustrations that our Lord would choose from the Old Testament yeah, are true. the disputed passages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. to, to demonstrate that you can't believe the mm-hmm. Son of God if you don't believe the Scriptures. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay, real quick to conclude. So maybe what could you throw out a resource or two that might be good for people? Yeah, good systematic theologies will have a good section mm-hmm. on the doctrine of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So biblical doctrine, MacArthur, Mayhew would be one. Grudem Systematic Theology, mm-hmm. we've made use of a lot around here, mm-hmm. and it's proven helpful to our people. And there are others, but mm-hmm. those two would come mm-hmm. to my mind immediately. Yeah. I would also mention maybe the Chicago Statement on Biblical Inerrancy, which was written back in the 70s, but R.C. Sproul wrote that document, along with several others uh, refining it. It's kind of been a good document um, there going forward. And there are some other authors who have written on this, any uh, good Google search or or um, if you look in, say, the footnotes of, say, Grudem's Systematic Theology, you'll see some of the references there of, of authors that have written on this. It could be helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. And one yeah. final thing I'll just add is, mm. you know, the, the, the farm boy who's out plowing a field but he believes his Bible mm-hmm. is in a better position than a scholar who doubts it. Mm. And so you will never, ever go wrong to build your life on the Word of God. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported, so if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.